He's our Aussie correspondent and he's a lifelong Parramatta Eels fan. Chris Russell joins us on the country on the eve of that big NRL final against the Penrith Panthers. Have you got a shot? Uh, we, I think we've got every shot. We've just come good at the right time. I know they beat them in one of the semi-finals, but absolutely we've got a shot. Now there's some butcher in Parramatta who's made Penrith sausages so you can chomp on the opposition. Yeah, this is a bloke called Manuel Denoris, and he's got a butcher's shop. I'm heading over there tomorrow morning, and he's made his sausages in blue and gold. I've sent you a picture to put on your website, and uh, I'm having a barbecue at my place with a few mates coming over because I'm still batching here with Jill in New Zealand, and we're going to be eating blue and gold sausages as we watch the blue and gold win. We might come back to the NRL final, but uh, Chris Russell... Banning live animal exports has been in the news in New Zealand this week, also in Australia. It has been, and over here it's because of the 2011 ban that the Labor government at the time put in place after the um, uh, Indonesian abattoirs, or a certain number of Indonesian abattoirs, didn't meet animal welfare requirements for the animals that would be sent from Australia. So the government at the time banned the exports, cost the industry a lot of money, and subsequently a court has awarded uh, damages to, uh, to, a, to the leading claimant. Um, but and they've got their money, but the main claimants have lodged a class action, which has been now awarded to the tune, or expected to be about $1.2 billion. And that money is gaining interest at around about a million dollars a week at the moment. Uh, And the complainants have received a letter from the uh, lawyers that are acting for them, Minter Ellison, saying the proceedings were only about halfway through a 10-step process. So this is very disappointing. It's costing a fortune to the taxpayers. It was a ridiculous decision in the first place uh, and uh, they're hoping that once this case, that action was is declared illegal, uh, that compensation won't be too far behind that for those farmers who uh, were penalised. Money's everywhere in the farming industry at the moment. You've had uh, stud bulls and rams selling for what? $240,000 for a ram, $250,000 for a bull. Uh, that's big money. You can't, you can't believe it, can you? I, I mean, uh, the bull, maybe, you can think of that, and one Droughtmaster bull sold for $250,000 in southwest Queensland last week. But $240,000 for, for a sheep, that's a lot of money. And this is this white um, Australian white sheep, which I've talked to you before uh, about, uh, Jamie, which is uh, very the first time, really, we've been able to produce a lamb which is producing marbled meat. Uh, it doesn't have any wool so you don't have to worry about shearing but they've suddenly become very popular because of the big prices being paid for lamb so that's a lot of money for a ram and of course the rule of thumb for these guys who are paying this big money is they expect to get their money back in the first year so that bull for example they would want to get 10 good calves worth $25,000 each out of that bull in its first year so that's the sort of rule of thumb and they just don't seem to be hesitating as we restock. Uh, I think we're in a rebuild level. I think the level of cows being sold uh, in the market is running under 50%, which is, technically they say that means we're now in the rebuild phase as we we grow our numbers again with a little bit of rain about, Jamie. I can't believe this story. Peter tells, so this is the protest group, tell women to deny their um, meat-eating men from having sex if they keep eating meat. So some of those blokes have got some serious decisions to make, Chris. 
Uh, this is yeah, this is absolutely ridiculous, and I think suddenly there's a whole bunch of uh, blokes around the place here who have become vegetarians for the weekend this weekend, but they'll go off it again on Monday. But uh, you know, it's absolutely ridiculous. Peter have come out and they call for this strike on meat-eating men because they say that meat-eating men produce more of the world's methane emissions uh, than anybody else, and uh, they think they should stop eating meat. And just to enforce that, they've asked all the women of the world to unite and uh, start having sex with them. So the typical Aussie with uh, beer bottles and uh, bare pair of tongs cooking the sausage on Sunday night, he's going to have a fairly quiet weekend other than that unless he changes his ways, Jamie. Just to finish on, going back to the NRL, one of my favourite stories was, was from last week, I think, where the Eels half, Mitchell Moses, watched the birth of his child on FaceTime so he could play in the semi-final. That's devotion to the cause. Oh, that's what Parramatta supporters are like, Jamie, in case you haven't noticed. Uh, completely nuts. And, uh, of course, he got absolutely the accolade of his whole area. And you've got to say that the whole of Western Sydney now, half of them cover Penrith and half of them cover uh, Parramatta. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, when the sausage man came out with his sausages and was asked what they taste like, he said they taste like minced panther. So that's exactly what his aim is. And Mitchell Moses, there's no way that he would, he would miss playing in that final and was probably the pivotal point in winning that semi-final, uh, even though his uh, baby daughter was being born, but he was able to watch it on FaceTime. Uh, his, his wife understood. She's a very understanding lady, and I think she should be given a medal by the, the club as well for making sure he was there, Jamie. Go the Parramatta Eels. Chris Russell, we'll catch you back next week on The Country. No worries.